welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Hey guys, we have a very special treat today. It's my honor to uh, inter- to interrogate, I'm sorry, interview Nick Havich uh, for our podcast. Happy birthday, Nick. Nick is a veteran and owner of the Southwest Florida Sharks, owner of the Shark Bite uh, gyms throughout Southwest Florida, here in the Cape, Fort Myers, and Naples, as well as a lover of animals and our resident unicorn. So, Nick, the shoe is on the other foot, finally. Yeah, it feels, uh, it feels really strange Yeah, let me, on this side of the table. Let me give you the backstory. First of all, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And and my, happy, yours is the day before, yeah. so happy birthday to you. I, I feel like I'm a big brother to you because my birthday is like one day before Literally, you. Right, so you're only a day I'm over. only a day over. Only a day right? over, So, yeah. <laughs> two Tauruses. That's, uh, that's a great combination. Uh, so, make a little backstory on this. Um, Stephanie... Uh, approached me a little while back and wanted to do this for you for your birthday and I thought it was a great idea because every podcast I hear is awesome but I think like uh, not to sound biased but the one of the most interesting characters of this organization is you obviously <laughs> uh, I mean every you know you're just a very interesting person well, thank and you. I think everybody does want to hear your story so uh, we're gonna have a little fun we have a bunch of questions here but we'll see how it goes and uh, you know have a good time all right. We're here. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right, Nick. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, where where'd you, where'd you grow up in your, in your younger years? Um, this is a hard question to answer, yeah. right? Uh, I grew up kind of all over the place. Okay. Uh, I was born in Miami. All right. Uh, left there before I was one. Okay. Went and lived in the Northeast. Oh, nice. Whereabouts? Uh, New York, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Um, My neck of the woods. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> New England, that kind of area. Uh, ended up back down in Miami uh, for high school. Um, and then I was in the army, so okay. I don't really have a place I'm from. You okay, know, I moved yeah. around a lot. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. kind of bouncing around and stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so it's safe to say that probably Florida would be like your primary residence. Yeah, that's the easiest way to answer that yeah. question. So that's okay. usually what I say. All right. <laughs> I just say I'm from Miami. Yeah, and just for the record, you're 33 now with your birthday. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yes. 33. Wow. Well, that's that, uh, yeah, that's something. Else. I told someone recently I was 28. <laughs> And then midway through the conversation, I was like, "That's not right." No, that was like That's a million years ago. Man. That's way off now. <laughs> yeah, that was pre uh, pre pandemic. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Oh, man. So, um, so yeah, tell me about like your teen teen years, man. Like what, like as a kid, like what did you do for fun? Um. Okay. So I was not into working out. Okay. At all. I all was right. Never a fitness dude. Yeah. I was not. Neither I was not a sports guy. Yeah. Um, I probably started every sport known to man and mm-hmm. did it for about a week and a half and then quit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up with a single, a single mom, yeah. generally, and then um, alternating between that and my dad. So neither of them really pushed me to get into sports, so yeah. I didn't. You know, yeah. um, so I played a lot of video games, watched a lot of TV. Yeah, um, I probably watched more TV and played more video games growing up than the vast majority of human beings. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's really it. I mean, that's all I did. You know, yeah. honestly, there's a lot of similarities between us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I kind of went the same path. You know, uh, my you know single single family household. Uh, nobody really you know, pushed me into sports. Uh, yeah, a lot of TV time, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of messing around with the kids. You know, 
stuff like that. Yeah, Car- Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon had a lot to do with exactly. my, my development. And, <laughs> yeah. and Comedy Central at way too young an age. Yeah, right? Like, remember the old, I don't know if you remember the Ren and Stimpy episode. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I just watched a great documentary about that on Hulu. No works, kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ren and Stimpy was awesome. That was not a kid's show, and it was not a kid's show. No, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, back then, can you imagine the stuff that we got away with back then? Yeah, right. Ren and Stimpy, even The Simpsons were a little bit uh, well, cutting edge. I remember watching South Park when it first came out, and yeah. my mom not realizing that that was definitely not a kid's show. <laughs> exactly. Because it was a cartoon. Uh, yeah, uh, Trey and uh, uh, the other guy. Trey Stone and Matt Parker. Trey yeah, Stone, yeah. yeah, oh my God. Those guys pushed the envelope to this day. God bless them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, so you graduated high school in uh, Miami. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And that, was in, that was in 2006. All right. Did you know you wanted to join the military before high school, like before you graduated? No. Okay. Um, I know it's, like, really common to say you join, you know, people join the military to, like, serve their country yeah. and do the right thing. But yeah. that's that was not my necessarily my thought process right. at the time. Um, my my parents are both great people. Yeah. Like, they've grown, they've gone on to be successful, but, like, neither of them graduated high school. Right. You know, there was, there was no push for me to do any form of higher education yeah. you know so like I don't know that either of my parents ever talked to me about going to college at any point right. or really anyone in my family um, if they did I don't remember it so I'm sorry <laughs> I'm <getting laughs> trouble. Right. Um, so that was never something I planned on doing so I got to something like March of my senior year and I hadn't taken SATs I hadn't applied yeah. to any colleges I hadn't <laughs> done really anything in yeah. any way I didn't know what I was doing next um but I was in ROTC, which is like that yeah. that kind of like junior, yeah. fake junior military yeah, in college. Yeah, sort of like a path to... Sort of, yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I liked it a little bit. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So it it turned into an altruistic thing, but it definitely didn't start that way. Right. You know? Yeah. I was like, I need to go do something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I joined the Army. Uh, I graduated in May 06. Uh, and I was in the Army in June 06. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so you didn't waste any time. Nope. That's good. Yeah, because if you, I, I'm sure if you waited a few months or something, you would have had some uh, second thoughts. Yeah, something. definitely. <laughs> and, and I know enough about me now to know that had I gone to college at 18, I would not have been successful. Yeah. I would have wasted a lot of somebody's money. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be as happy as I am now. So. Yeah. I mean, funny story. Um, uh, uh, I've been in college for 30 years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents were sort of the same way. They're like... Hey, you know, if you want to go to college, cool. Uh, but they kind of knew my grades were nowhere near college <laughs> level. So they didn't really push me for it. They're like, you know, law enforcement is always good too. Uh, yeah, I had whatever I had whatever the lowest GPA possible was to graduate. So yeah. I think it's like a 2.0. I had like a, a 2.1 or something. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I, I never took my SATs or anything like that. Yeah, I got into like the local county college, the two-year school mm-hmm. for about 10 years. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, at that point, everybody gave up. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, all right, so after high school, so you go through ROTC, after high school, you go right into the military. So mm-hmm. what was, like, the, the whole indoctrina- indoctrination process like, talking to the um, the recruiter and all that stuff? Like that? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've ever told, I mean, I'm sure I've told some, I've not told many people this. My recruiter was my ex-girlfriend at the time's dad. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> So he was not super interested in being real honest with me. Okay. Or, you yeah. know, he, like my best interest was not something he cared all that much about. Yeah, I can you know? see that happen. Um, so I, uh, like, honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into. You yeah, know? yeah. And I, I think that's the case with everybody, but I think mine was a little extra special. Like he did not care at all about telling you the things I needed to know. Right, right. Like he just was, wanted to get you on that bus. Yeah, it was like, it was, a, it was a lot of, hey, shut up. You know, you used to hang out with my daughter. I don't like you. 
you do everything yeah. I say or I'm not letting you in kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so, like I said, I graduated in May 2006. 2006. I was wow. I was in the Army June 2006. And that was a tough time to join the military. Well, yeah, and then I was I was in Iraq by November 2006. Wow. Right? So I, I joined during something called the Surge. Yes, right? I remember that, hearing that. Yeah, that's when they yeah. were, like, flushing as many troops as possible into Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. So you could get in with, like, like anything. There was no disqualifier of any right. kind, right? So, like, I... I know this now. I didn't know it at the time. I probably shouldn't have been able to get in. I was mm. my vision was really, really bad. Okay. Yeah. But at the time I joined, man, you could have felonies. You could be oh, wow. missing limbs. Yeah. You, you could they be a hundred pounds overweight. Yeah. Boots on the ground. Yeah. Right. They were just like yeah. bodies, bodies, bodies. And yeah. I guess that's probably the only reason I ended up in. Wow. Yeah. You know? Huh. Yeah. That's gotta be. A, and I mean, were you more like as a kid? I can see like kids are less fearful. I mm-hmm. think. I think they have like this. They don't think they can die or yeah. anything bad happens. Were you were you at all scared, or you're more excited to get out there? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point, right? Like, um, I was 18, yeah. brand new, and I was, I was not what I would call a super mature or like tough kid, right? You know? uh, so I didn't have any idea what I was getting into. Right. So that that made it a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, maybe. Than yeah. if I had done it at like 24, 25, or right. like 30, or you had you know, some time like to like see what was yeah. going on. I had, I had no perspective on real life. You know, yeah. it was just like I I lived in my dad's house. Right. I was in high school. Yeah. Now I live in this terrible barracks and people scream at me. Like, exactly. That is just what my life is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to definitely uh, go over you know, your boot camp experience. I know. I don't know. I want to hear about that. So you weren't exactly terrified because you weren't watching like the news. And everything yeah, right. Like, like that. that's a real thing. Like I don't yeah. know that I'd ever seen like CNN or any other news yeah. site or, or uh, channel at the time. Like I didn't really know what was going I knew I was going to war. Right. But that's just like an arbitrary term. Nobody, you don't understand that when you're exactly. Like, yeah, like when I was um, 2006, I was I was a police officer for uh, for a number of years. But even I, the thought of me going into a war zone terrified the hell out of me, scared mm-hmm. the hell out of me. But I was also, you know, in my 30s at the time, right. so I had some time to develop fear. <laughs> oh, I think I think that's very much a real thing, right? Like yeah. you you had you understood what it meant to lose some of those exactly. things, right? Yeah. I had no perspective on that. Yeah. It was just like this is the next thing I do, right? You know? Yeah, this is it. And that's it's no surprise the army heavily recruits 18 year olds. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for a reason. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't know enough to know like, oh, right. I shouldn't do this shit. Yeah, if you <laughs> tell an 18 year old charge that hill or attack that building, even though there's a machine gun nest in it, you're like, cool, let's do it. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile, a 35-year-old will be like, uh, you attacked that building. <laughs> have, have you ever read Ender's Game? No. Yeah, so that, put, put that on your list. That's okay, Ender's the, Game? The quick synopsis without any, without any spoilers is they use children to, uh, to, to wage virtual war. Okay. Instead of having adults do it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want to say anything else, but it's... Yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. yeah, I'm always looking for a good book. Uh, I remember uh, one story you told me about your 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 first day at boot camp where you you you're up in upstate New York, right? Uh, where you're doing your training? Oh no! So that was when I got to my uh, tell the story, but that was uh, after boot camp, yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, you had no no jacket or anything. Yep. It was in the middle yep. of the winter in upstate New York, right? Yeah. Uh, in the Buffalo area, I guess it was. Or yeah. So I did my I did my basic training in Georgia, right? Okay. That's yeah. where infantry army infantry yeah. does theirs. Um, after that, I went to upstate New York, upstate. Fort Drum. Fort Drum. Okay. Yeah, it was a Watertown. New York, uh, it is the worst place in the world. Really? Just the worst. There's okay. no place in the world that's worse than upstate New York. Have you been to Camden, New Jersey? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes. There's no, <laughs> trust me when I say, there's okay. no, no place, place worse. Yeah. Okay. Just a cesspool of military leeches. But, oh, wow. Um, I, I lived up there and, and 
it snows like 10 months a year. It gets oh, down to like negative 30. Yeah. You know, I just left Miami. Right, exactly. You're, um, a, you're a Florida boy. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I just finished my after basic training leave, which is like a week you get off to be with your family. Okay. Uh, and I go up to 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 the Syracuse airport, which is about mm. an hour and a half south of where I'm going. Yeah. And uh, when I left Miami, it's like 75 degrees. Yeah. I, I got there and it's like negative 10. Jesus. Yeah. And I was <laughs> what not, a shock. I wasn't prepared for that. So yeah. I didn't, I, didn't, I was wearing some, not far off from what I'm wearing right now. I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. And you know, like a, you, you live in Florida, you're not built for that yeah, at all. Right. Even right, if you right. had a jacket. It was, it was so wild. I had to get from the airport to the, to the base, yeah. but I had no idea where the base was. Right. And there, there wasn't Uber or like yeah. Google Maps. You right. know, man, that makes me sound old. It's true. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. so I had to, I had to convince a cab driver who didn't want to do this. I had to overpay. It cost me like $300 oh. to get the cab driver to take me to the base. Jesus. And then the base didn't let cab drivers on. Huh. So I had to walk from the front gate of the base to um, like the in, the in processing place. Yeah. And you would think that that's like right next to the front gate. It's not. <laughs> I had no clue where I was. I'm just walking down the street of a military base in t-shirt and shorts and like negative 10 degrees. Oh my God. And some dude pulls over and he's like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, right. <laughs> See some kid with a, like a Miami heat jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a suntan. I'm like shivering. I'm like, I don't know where I to go. I'm looking for a place called Clark Hall. But like there's no, you've not been on a military base. There's no signs. It doesn't yeah, tell yeah. you where to go. You know, like. So this guy. I'm took... sure people are super friendly and willing to help oh, you out. Oh, right? yeah. I, I think I found the one friendly person because. Yeah. He he pulled. He's like, get in the car now. And I was like, all right. Like I, I know you're taught not to do that when you grow up, but I right, right. thought I was gonna die of frostbite, so I, I got in. Uh, he gave me his his jacket. Still don't know the guy's name. He gave me his jacket. He dropped me off. He's like, keep that thing so you don't die. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, kid. Wow. Drove away. That's that's gonna be the, like the nicest soldier. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I met lots of guys after that who would not do that. That would definitely not do that. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so what was like your first day at boot camp? When like was that like a shock to the system? Like. As a civilian growing up in Miami, yeah, 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 it's like it's intended to be a shock. You yeah, know? Like, um, they do this thing called like a shark attack, you know. Okay. Where like, uh, so you, I got on a plane from Miami to Atlanta, and yeah. you drive in buses from Atlanta to to Fort Benning, Georgia. Okay, and uh, it's like an hour ish, yeah. I think. Um, and up till then, they're still being kind of nice to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, right. And then like once you get off the bus in Fort Benning, Georgia, it's game on. Yeah, like, yeah. They just don't want like they just don't want you to leave the. They, bus I think they stop, literally right? they literally don't want you to run away in the airport. It's, like that's what they're trying to do. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They stroke you a little bit. Yeah, one hundred percent. So you you get there and you get off the bus and it's similar to what you see in movies, like yeah. just everyone's screaming at you it's happening from like nine different directions right. you're like i don't know what's happening why are you angry wow. they're making you run everywhere carry your bags and you're dropping them and of course you're dropping them because you're scared yeah, so they yeah. yell at you for dropping them and like yeah. um it that happens for you know probably a good hour yeah uh and then it actually way lamer than it sounds you sit on a bench for like three days okay yeah. you just you don't get to sleep you get yelled at if you sleep oh my god where they like shave your head they yeah. give you a bunch of vaccinations and they give you this stupid little book to read, but no one's reading it because right. you're like... You're, you're exhausted. And you're exhausted. And you're you can't like, think clearly. You're like, what mistake did I make in my life? What's happening? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's, 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 that's a place called 30th AG. That's like you're in processing. Okay. Any infantryman who listens to this is going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it's just hell. <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. just, <laughs> it's just just enough time to be like, why did I do this? Right, right. Like, I need yeah. to get out of this now. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, no, no, they don't. They don't obviously, you can't be like, oh, this is not for me. I'm going to quit the army. Yeah, right? like, you can't that quit is not the, the case. army. Yeah, yeah. Not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I had a similar experience in the police academy where the drill instructors would do that sort of they swarm you, make you hold your gear back. Yep, yep. But in the back of my mind, I could quit. 
Anytime, At any you time yeah. I want, yeah. I can yeah. go home. You know, it's a little different with you guys. It's funny that Shannon and I talk about that. Shannon here at the gym, we both admit this. Like, I know people are like, "Oh, I'm so tough." Like, mm-hmm. whatever, dude. If they'd given us a chance to quit, I absolutely would. Me too. Quit. Yeah, no heartbeat. I I hated it so much. I was like, I'm so scared. Yeah. I'm such a sissy. I want yeah. out of this so bad. Yeah, I, like honestly, I remember like literally calling my mom dude, after my first day of the academy. Same. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, "Well, I can't do this." She's like, "Give it a month. Give it a month, and then quit." And I'm like, "All right." Yeah, I don't think we got to call until. We've been there for about a week, week yeah. and a half. Right? And we only got phone calls like so often. Hundred yeah. percent. I'm on a payphone crying like a little bit. Like, <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny how that works. <laughs> oh man. So, so you made it through boot camp and everything. Yep. You you know you and then you get out and um, and you go and in, obviously into Iraq, mm-hmm. right? So, so what was that experience all about? Um, it was it was interesting. Obviously, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> I had a really weird um, way to get there. When I talked to other vets, I didn't know this was weird until many years later. When I talked to other guys who guys and girls have been deployed. Hmm. Uh, this is not the way. I like I said, I was graduated in May, yeah. got to basic in June, went to airborne school right afterwards, and then I was in Iraq in November. Wow, oh, so you were in airborne. That's great. Yeah. Okay, wow. Um, cool. So, generally, what you do is you go to your unit and you train up for a while. Yeah. You know, and you like learn people around you you get to know your unit your, yeah. you know your leaders is that like the guys that you're with for like during during the you, whole usually time yeah okay. yeah not always but usually right yeah. so like it's really common to go to that unit and have somewhere between like three and nine months yeah. sometimes a year sometimes more and then that unit goes and deploys together right okay that's good so you guys know each other you're you know you know how each other operate yeah <laughs> so go back to that first night on yeah. Fort drama that i was talking about yeah um there were four of us no sorry three of us who got dropped off Apparently, these guys knew how to get there. They were waiting on me. <laughs> Three of us are out drumming. The in-processing place, uh, the guy who's on charge at night is looking at us, and he tells us to pick a number, and like, you know, between one and three. And he points to somebody, and they say three, and he points to me, and I say two. Yeah. Last guy goes one, and he goes, all right, you're good, you're good, you're going to Iraq next month. Oh, Jesus. Like, what? <laughs> wow. That's yeah. a... Uh, you don't want to lose that game, I don't think. No, 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 no. So I, I got <laughs> I got attached to a unit that was already deployed. Oh, um, so you're the new guy. Yeah, well, so yeah. what happened was I was on this thing called Rear D, Rear Detachment. It's like a very small amount of that unit that stays back in America to kind of keep the unit going. Yeah. Um, I was there for two and a half weeks, probably, just enough time to, like, get my uniforms, uh, like, <laughs> fill out, like, life insurance, yeah. <laughs> like, a bunch of stuff like that, you know? <laughs> right. uh, and then I got, I got deployed. Uh, so I, I met up with my unit in Iraq. Yeah. And what was wild wow. is that, like, they had all been together for a long time. Yeah, so they bonded. Yeah, so yeah. I was the new guy by, like, a lot. Yeah. Like, by a lot, a lot. <laughs> Not, like, a couple weeks. Like, I think the next newest person before me had been, like, nine-plus months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I got there, and I think it's fair to say that nobody really gave a shit about me at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah? you had to pay your dues. Dude, like, you know, yeah. I'm just ran. Like, you, and usually that happens in America. Yeah. Where, like, Afterwards, you can go, you know, cry yourself asleep with a, with a can of beer or something. That's you know? true. Yeah, uh, uh, a rough day at the office. For me, it was happening in between patrols. Which yeah, is pretty rough. Wow. Um, but it, I mean, it, it was cool because it caught. It, like, I can't imagine a forcing function that would make me develop as fast as that did. You know. Yeah, that that kind of trial by fire. Yeah, kind of thing. like literally. Yeah. Like, I had no choice but to develop. So. Right. You know, because obviously, as the new guy, they're going to give you all the worst details, mm-hmm. these worst assignments. You're gonna you're gonna earn your keep over there. Hundred percent. Until somebody else comes and takes your place as the new guy. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And the shitty part was there was no new guy coming. Yeah. So. Like, you're, you're not supposed to get people when you're deployed, you know? Right, right. Yeah, we just, yeah. the reality is we had a bunch of deaths and people get hurt. So yeah. it's like our unit was now, like, yeah. missing significant chunks of, be- of bodies, you know? Right, so right. 
uh, they had the backfill. <laughs> I got to be one of those lucky guys who backfilled. Yeah, backfilled, right? And now, all right. So now you're in the you're in the service and everything. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, how long how long have you uh, in Iraq? How long have you been in uh, until you you made like rank as like you? I remember you retired as a sergeant, staff sergeant, staff sergeant. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an E six. E six. Uh, okay. Uh, so my first deployment, uh, I did my entire first deployment and I still wasn't eligible for promotion because like, wow. I had been in such a short period of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's this really weird situation where I came, we all came back on the first deployment and now I've like kind of, you know, like earned my keep. Yeah. You got you the know? experience. Right. Yeah. And, but everybody else who I'm with is, was at a significantly higher rank. Mm. Um, so we get back and I'm the same rank as like our charities, our yeah, brand right. new people, you know? Yeah. And there's always these weird situations where like the new charities are getting, they're getting like yelled at and yeah. I don't think we can say the word hazed. But they're getting fucked with. I'm the same rank as them. And they're like, why isn't he? And they're like, you shut up! Yeah, because he doesn't yeah. have to. He's been through this and, shit. But I'm always in that awkward situation yeah. where I'm like, I don't know how to act. Right. It, was, it was really strange because I was a private still. Um, yeah, that's got to be a Is that hard Like as a military guy? So you go through that deployment, uh, you do your tour of duty, and you're like an E6. But somebody that goes through like West Point or something, mm -hmm. and they come out as an officer, and now you've been through you know three years in combat in Iraq, and you got to listen to this guy who just graduated college. Is that how? How is that like? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I I have different thoughts now than I did then. Okay. Right. So like when I was when I was a lower enlisted guy, so I was like a private, a specialist, or even maybe, even maybe like a brand new sergeant. Um, I had the exact thought you're thinking, like yeah. these, these stupid cherry lieutenants. Like, yeah. I don't listen to this dumb college kid, although. I was the same age as them. That's right. not normal. Usually yeah. the sergeants are much older, but yeah, I, was, yeah. I was so young that, like, I was a sergeant when I was 20, and I was a staff sergeant when I was 22. Wow. And usually yeah. those people are, like, 25 and 32. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, those are those ages. Yeah. Um, so me and the lieutenants were generally around the same age. Um, but as I got uh, older and then I got a little more experience with, like, my leadership, and I went to some leadership schools myself, and I had to learn how to, you know, manage between 9 and 30 people, yeah. soldiers myself, you know. Um I realized, like, the, the lieutenants are taught a totally different skill set. Yeah. You know? Like, they're taught a skill set that most of the enlisted guys, which is what I was, mm. I wouldn't say they're not able to learn, but they're not um, interested in it. They're not set up to learn it. Right. You know, they're, they're missing some of the basic principles, like literacy. And, yeah. And math, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, I think the system works when the officers are also taught, you know, basically humility. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, like, the best officers I ever had were not West Point people. Right. Right. They were usually guys who joined the army. I say guys because in the infantry we only had males. Yeah. Um, guys who joined the army, uh, usually with some sense of altruism, or mm. honestly, a lot of them who just wanted to find a way to pay for college. Yeah. You know, yeah, the GI Bill. Yeah. Right. And they were like, "All right, I'm here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best at this." Yeah. It was not generally the guys who like came from a family of officers. Right. You know, who were like, my dad yeah. said I need to be a lieutenant. Steeped in tradition. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Not, not to say they all suck, but those yeah. dudes usually sucked. Yeah, I remember reading a book uh, once uh, about um, Colonel Hackworth. Mm -hmm. And um, Staff Sergeant, he, he's, a, he's now promoted to lieutenant. This guy went through the Korean War, you know, as a grunt and everything. And uh, he gets a battlefield commission and all these other stuff. And uh, he's a lieutenant now. And he meets his uh, commanding officer. He says, you see that Staff Sergeant? He runs the ship. Not you. You <laughs> ask him how to run your 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 squad, and I guess that's a lot of a lot of truth in that. Yeah, right? yeah. The 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 most effective lieutenants, yeah. and then after that, the most effective like exos and company commanders I ever met 
were like, all right, these these enlisted guys are my assets. Yeah. You know, like, not all of them, but the, the majority of them come with, like, serious qualified skill sets right. that I can be more effective with if I use. Yeah. The worst ones were like, I went to college, I'm smarter than you, shut up and listen to me. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And they didn't, you know, they didn't and, usually last very long. And generally in life, they kind of, they don't really last too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't last very long. They, they got, yeah. they got what's called laterally promoted. Okay. Away <laughs> from places they could put people in danger. Yeah, back in the rear with the yeah, rear, right? exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that where you develop your fitness? Like your love of fitness in the military? Yeah, funny enough, like, like I said, I didn't play any sports or anything growing up. Yeah. Right, so I was not, I was in really bad shape when I joined the Army. I was a very pudgy, I was exactly what you think a pudgy video game kid is. Wow, you know? yeah, I, it's hard to... It's hard to envision that. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, man. Like, I got in kind of good shape during basic. Yeah. And then even on my first deployment, um, we didn't eat, like, well yeah. at all, you know. Right. Um, and we didn't really work out at all. We just moved a lot because we were out doing, like, walking patrols and 100-degree yeah. weather all the time. Right. Um, so when I got back, I, like, I missed that. But when I got back from the, my first deployment, I hadn't developed that understanding of, like, oh, I need to be in good shape all the time. Yeah. So my first year or two back in what we call garrison, which is like the regular world, um, I was not in good shape. I was right. in really bad shape. It, got, it actually got me in a lot of trouble. No like often, yeah. Wow. I, I don't know. I just missed the point in the military because I guess I guess because of how, what my path had been where like that should have been beaten into me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I missed that. <laughs> right. Um, so it wasn't until I'd been in like, I don't know, maybe like three or four years. I actually had one officer who I became really good friends with. Yeah. Uh, Pennington, if you listen to this, this is all you, buddy. Um, the... You know, he just shamed the shit out of me. Wow. Yeah. He, he was like, sometimes you need a friend. Yeah, like that. but but that was the deal. Like yeah. I knew it came. He wasn't like not because he thought he was better or I was no. bad. He it wasn't vindictive. Yeah. He yeah. he believed that I should be better. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you're right. Like, <laughs> how am I going to try to pretend like be this good soldier or even worse, be a good leader and like not be in good shape when yeah. when our job literally relies on us um, not yeah. getting killed because we're in good shape. Right. And yeah. not only does your life depend on it, but your your buddy's life. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. And around that time, um, I can't remember if I, I don't know if this is an original thought or if somebody in our group did, I can't remember where, but we, we kind of adapted the idea like, okay, so like we are professional athletes who shoot people, yeah. right? Like we have to train that way. Right. We can't be in just good enough shape. Right, we have right. to be in really good shape all the time. Exactly. Like that has to be just taken off the board. Yeah. You, don't, you can't be in the NBA Right. And not be in good shape. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're getting paid all that money. You got to be you know, on point. Yeah. yeah. We weren't being paid a whole lot of money, but we didn't. No, want no. To, I was talking about basketball players, no, no, not, no. not the military. But we, didn't, we didn't want to die, so that's yeah. like a good motivator too. Yeah, that's <laughs> well. Yeah, that's probably an even better motivator. Right? <laughs> when when bullets are coming down range. Uh, yeah. So I found I found CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, shortly after that and then that was probably where like the love of it came from yeah and i think like uh especially at that time crossfit was definitely geared towards like military mm -hmm. first responders a lot of people that are looking for that extra kind of edge you know that intensity yeah like it was definitely trying to be that yeah you know, it was trying to be like we're too elite for you, you right know? right yeah and you man you find some dudes some infantry dudes who are in their 20s and yeah. you're like that's that's cocaine man right. you're like, yeah <laughs> we're too good for you yeah, exactly you know? so, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. You see some of those, those cats, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So all right. So um, and then now your next, you're not now your next tour of duty. Now you you know now you're kind of developing that love of fitness. Now mm -hmm. uh, you're getting back in shape. Which, by the way, I saw a picture of you. Uh, somebody posted. Maybe it was you. When you were a kid at this concert, right? And I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, this. He just looks like a punk kid. And then I'm thinking in my head. He just served like eight years in Iraq or something. Yeah, yeah, that was after all that. Yeah, yeah. that was after I was I was getting out of the army when I took that picture. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, my my second deployment, I was uh, twenty one. Yeah. Uh, twenty one, and then 
turned 22 when I got right when I got back. Um, so up to that point, I'd done like two and a half years in Iraq before I was 22, and yeah. this time was different because I was now in like a leadership position. Yeah, and tell you what, I haven't told many people about this. I got in trouble on that deployment. Hmm. Uh, I got into a real big argument with the guy in charge of me. Hmm. Um, I think the most honest answer I can give is like I was too immature to be in the position I was in. Okay. He was probably too immature to be in the position he was in. Yeah. And you put those two things together, and we did not. Right. Neither of us handled ourselves well. Although yeah. I'll, I'll take all the responsibility. That's my fault there. Um, I got I got moved. I got I got fired from my position. I got moved to a different company. Oh wow. Um, huh. So I, and then I had to take a, a lower position from yeah. what I had just been. You know, uh, and that was like a massive, massive ego hit. Yeah. You know. I'm sure. Yeah. Because up until that point, man, I was 21 and I was a squad leader yeah. in, in the infantry, which is right. like. You're God as a squad leader. Yeah, manager, and you know? you're you're responsible for not only the men, but you're responsible for all the equipment. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I now I had to take a step down, and become a team leader again. Yeah. And um, I remember, uh, like, it. I get like itchy when I think about it. I'm like, yeah. that's like major shameful for me. Right, but like, right, I, I get that cringe. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I know, I know that feeling so well. <laughs> but I, but I honestly think it's like the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Yeah. Because it just like totally changed my mentality on everything. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know what? It sounded like you 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 grew up in the military. Like basically, it's what. Yeah. You know, kind of shaped who you are right now. I'd that's say. absolutely true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um. All right. So now, fast forward. You're out of the military now. Mm-hmm. Um. When did you now? When did you meet Stephanie? First of all, Jesus, because you guys seem like you've been, you know, like you guys know. seem like two peas in a pod. Thirty, right? 30 years ago. Thirty years know. ago, right? <laughs> was it like after the military, or uh, I was still in. You're still in. Okay, yeah, I was still in a lot. I I moved here. I moved to Cape Coral when I was still in the army. Okay. Um, I I got detailed out as a recruiter. Yeah. Uh, when you're in the army, you get to a certain rank, you have to go be a recruiter or a drill sergeant. Uh, you don't really have a choice. You just yeah. get stuck as one of them. Hmm. Luckily, I got the one that takes me to Florida, not yeah, to Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> like that was your other option? Was like <laughs> oh yeah, like none of none of the basic training places are in nice places. Yeah, uh, oof, that's true. Um, so I was still a recruiter, or I was still in, but I was a recruiter. So I was kind of like living a somewhat normal life yeah. as a person here. Um, were were you like stationed in like Fort Myers? Or yeah, like... I was. I was literally stationed in Cape Coral. Oh, right in Cape yeah. Coral. Oh wow, that's I, cool. I worked in Fort Myers and Port Charlotte and Naples. Yeah. Oh wow. So you're kind of bouncing around a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But yeah, you're definitely you had a, you had a good pick as far as yeah location yeah yeah. Goes. So I, we we met and started dating in like twenty. Jesus, twenty fourteen, I think. Oh, no kidding. Something I, like that. Would she come down here to visit or? She moved down here for work. We just, we just oh, okay. So she yeah. was moved. She lived down here because yeah. I know she's originally from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah sadly, she yeah. moved down. Yeah. Dirty, <laughs> dirty Jersey people. You dirty Jersey. So she moves down here. Then uh, you guys meet up and yeah, um, yeah. things were great. We yeah. uh, we split up for a little bit. Yeah. I got out of the army. Uh, That's normal for you yeah. know, young folks. I think I matured a fair amount in a yeah. short period of time. And <laughs> yeah, we got back together and it's been like I don't know twenty years since then or something. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, when me and Lori were dating when we were younger years, we broke up a couple times. You know, like that happens. Yeah, it, yeah. you get it out of your system, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm glad that you guys got back though, because yeah, uh, you guys are making a great pair. That's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, so too. And uh, it's great that you convinced Stephanie to do cross uh, shark fit. Only took us seven <laughs> years to do it. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah, seven. I know. I remember uh, seeing like Stephanie come in and doing yoga and stuff. I'm like, she'd be really great on that rig. I bet she could bang out those chest to bar pull ups whenever she wants. You know. And uh, she took to it like a like a duck. Yeah, only, only took seven years. I'm, yeah. really, I'm really glad she's doing it now. Though. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right. So you guys are dating, and then you know you, you move in together, and then you adopt Wiz and Penny. Right? Yep. And then you got the two turtles now. Mm-hmm. 
Pamplemousse and Tangerine. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So you got yourself a, a nice little family here. Yeah. So we got Penny together, right? Yeah. But funny, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I got Wiz way well before I met Steph when I first moved down here. Yeah. I got Wiz the first week I moved to Cape Coral. Okay. I didn't have a house yet. Yeah. So I was sneaking him in under my under my shirt to the. Uh, Holiday Inn on Del Prado. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was, I was living at the <laughs> Holiday Inn funny. on Del Prado. No kidding. And sneaking my little wiener dog wizard. Oh, my, my God. Shirt. Yeah. That's funny. I can't believe they let me take that dog. Yeah, really? <laughs> Jeez, how old is um, how old is Wiz now? Uh, I don't know. He, I adopted him. Uh, they said he was around three. Okay. So I've had him for eight plus years now. Wow. Okay. So he, he's, he's an old man. He's got he's got the gray everywhere. Yeah. Looks good. He's about to lose some teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my dog's at that point. Yeah. But. Yeah, hey, listen, we're giving him good life. He still acts like a puppy, though, so. Yeah. All right, well, um, I got two dogs of my own. And, uh, yeah, they, they both act like puppies. Yeah. yeah. It's great, you know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to get a turtle or two. Who knows? Dude, they're cool. They're, they're, <laughs> right? they're so, they're so kind of the tortoises. They're so cool. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna outlive me by Yeah, they are, right? They're yeah. going to live, like, 100 years or something. As long as we do everything right, they're going to live... <laughs> Old, old enough for my grandkids to have. Wow, yeah, you're going to yeah. have to, like, you know, will that out yeah, to your yeah. kids. You know? <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, some outside interests now. So I know just from just from seeing, you know, just from knowing you as, as a friend here, uh, you love Universal Studios. I do. I love Universal. Uh, Best place on earth. Yeah, you're a Batman fan. Yes, I right? am. Um, so I have to ask you as a personal question, what's your favorite Batman character? Val Kilmer, uh, Ben Affleck, um... Uh, it's Christian Bale for me. Thank you. Yeah, that's the Chris, one I was Christian looking for. Yeah. yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah. I know that's I know that's a function of like my age. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> those movies, those movies are so good. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, with me it was either Val Kilmer or Christian Bale would be yeah. my favorite Batman. Val Kilmer was good. I yeah, I like from what I can think of, I like all of them. Yeah, I, but the three. Christian Bale movies, man. That's like yeah. peak movie making. It seems like whatever Christian Bale does is gold. Yeah, I'm a fan. He's just a Maybe great a actor. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Heath Ledger has to be like the best Joker in the world, right? Yeah, right. I, I mean, it's, just retire the character, bro. It's not yeah, gonna, you're it's honestly not gonna right. After that. Yeah, nobody's gonna be Heath Ledger. Yeah, I don't really want anyone to, you know, yeah. overdose on drugs to, no. to to be that good at it again. You're right, so you're right. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was really into that character. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> right, and um, you're into Harry Potter. You, you I am. went up to Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next time you go up to Universal, there's a new uh, roller coaster. The, Veloc- right the, the Velocicoaster, man. The I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we may have to go uh, maybe, maybe make a pilgrimage up to Universal. Absolutely. Dude, Universal yeah. is the best place on earth. When, yeah. I, when I was on leave from Iraq, my first deployment, yeah. I went, I, I could go anywhere. The military would, would fly us anywhere. And I flew to, to Orlando yeah. for Universal. For Universal, you can go anywhere yeah. anywhere you want. Like five days after the Harry Potter land opened up. <laughs> that's great. So I'm sitting in like five and a half hour lines. Wow. And I'm like, this is the best yeah, this, part of my life. This is so fantastic. What, so that's why Mike wants you to get the fast pass. Yeah. I got yeah. you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And now you're also a huge comic comic book fan, too. I am. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So like, what are you, what comics are you reading now? Uh, I'm, I'm majorly, so for people who don't know, I have literally Batman and Joker tattooed on my yeah. arm. Um. I'm I'm mostly a Marvel fan. Yeah, Marvel. Right? Yeah. Uh, X Men. Yeah, I really like X Men. Yeah, X Men's um, awesome. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who doesn't know comics, the reason X Men is so cool is it's really just like an allegory for like discrimination, right? Yeah. So it, and, and like inclusion, like so people who are different feeling like they're different and trying right. to not trying to be welcomed into it, right? And, right, right. Is um, that uh, Marvel or DC? That's Marvel. 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 Okay. 
uh, DC is trash except for Marvel. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. good to know. Uh, good to yeah. know. <laughs> I actually found this really cool app on my iPad. It's called Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Right? So it has every Marvel comic on there. All right. It's like 10 bucks a month. No kidding. You, you can just read them on your iPad. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, I might have to, you know what? I'm going to actually put that on yeah, my Yeah, that's what I'm here. doing from about 1 to 2.30 every morning. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. Um, <laughs> when do you find time to sleep? Like, what is, like, honestly, like, when do you stop moving? Like, <laughs> what, what time does your day start usually? Um, it varies. Yeah. I, I set my first alarm for like 7.30. If I'm not, if I'm not coaching any morning classes, I yeah. set it for like 7.30. Yeah. Um, and I hit snooze about 300 times. Right. <laughs> and then I, I get up around eight something usually. Yeah. Um, I usually don't go to bed till probably one or two. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see you doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you only need like maybe five hours of sleep or so. All right. So I used to only sleep like three hours a night. Yeah. Right. Because of the army. Yeah. It, funny. This isn't like a shameless plug. With Katie, when we started doing the nutrition program, mm. one of the tricks was I had to start sleeping more. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You have to pay attention to your sleep. Yeah. So like the the increase from like three hours to like five and a half, six hours. Mm. Massive improvement. I lost yeah. a ton of fat and I got in way better shape. Right, right. Like almost yeah. out of nowhere because yeah. literally just that. Right. Yeah. You're just your body just needs rest. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'm ever going to be like a nine hour night sleeper. But yeah. I can never be that either, but uh, I do like a good solid seven. It, it, it does feel good when <laughs> yeah. you, when you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like, so you're running around. You have you know you have three gyms. You have one here in the Cape, one here in uh, Fort Myers, one in uh, Naples. And then you're also running the sharks. Yeah. So talk to me about the season with the grid season and there. How does that How does that work? So the sharks, the South of Florida Sharks, yeah. uh, is a semi-professional team, right? Hmm. Guys and girls, uh, where we compete against other teams around the state of Florida. Okay. Right? Yeah. And we compete in like weightlifting, gymnastics, yeah. uh, track and field style stuff. Yeah. Uh, really, just like like feats of athleticism. Right. Kind of broken up into like these strategic races you know okay yeah um and each one's different so it would take a long time to explain each yeah. one but but it's, it's easier to follow because it's like a grid pattern yeah right yeah. literally the grid is like four blocks yeah um that go down the rig uh and what's cool about them is that they're just really fun to watch hmm. right it's like take crossfit or other like functional fitness style like olympic weightlifting is really cool yeah really boring to watch right right, right. it is in, in my opinion crossfit is really boring to watch it is yeah right? it's tough to watch somebody do a million burpees dude i don't want to watch <laughs> anyone do 50 burpees for time right. or 180 ghd no way like i don't want any of that crap yeah but what they do is really cool. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Grid took a lot of that stuff and turned it into a fun, watchable competitive sport. Yeah, like a race. Yep. Yeah. They're literally races. Yeah. yeah. So I got my team is trying to beat your team and we're both on the grid at the same time. Yeah. Um, I know like during because of the whole, um, because of coronavirus, mm -hmm. you guys have a very brief season. Like it was a one day, but you had multiple matches. Yeah. Well, it was actually two days. We just, two weren't, days. We just weren't very good this year. Okay. So we only had one <laughs> so day. You, so you only had one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, normally it's over the course of a couple months. Like this, yeah. this year coming up, it's probably, hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying this on the podcast, probably like May to October. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's good. It's coming yeah. up pretty soon. Yeah. That's great. So that's going to be a long season. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Well, you're gonna have to get prepared for that. You know, get that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get the. You know. I gotta start doing some more double touches. Yeah. I haven't touched them since the tournament. We're gonna so. have to see some butterfly muscle ups out of you soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I gotta test the stability of the ceiling out here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, so now, now that you're out of the military and everything, uh, what, what decided, like, what, what made you decide to become a gym owner? Um, so you're out of the military, you're working out, you're, you know, you're, you're discovering your love of functional fitness and everything. Mm. Uh, but you could have went anywhere as a lot of military guys go to firefighters or police and everything. You could have, you know, could have gone anything. You decided gym ownership. 
So what was the thought process behind that? Um, yeah, like a lot of my friends, like you said, became cops or firefighters when yeah. I got out. And I don't know why. That just didn't really appeal to me. Like yeah. I, I kind of felt like I'd done that already. Yeah. You know? not, not that they're all the same. Just like mm. whatever box that checks, yeah. I felt like I had checked that box already. Right. Um, and I was looking for something that was fun where I could help people. Right. You know? Like my job literally for most of eight years was to... Uh, shoot other people, train yeah. other people to shoot other people, right. and not get shot by those other people. You know. Yeah, that can wear you down. Yeah, so I was definitely looking for something <laughs> not not in that realm. You know. Right. Uh, so, uh, I started. I found CrossFit. I was like, this is really fun. Yeah. Um, I like I like doing this. It's right. like it became a recreational thing for me too. Not yeah. not just like oh I need to be in good shape, but I looked forward to going to the gym. It's your social social um, system. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I first moved down here, one of the first people I met was Shannon Burns. Mm. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Me too. Me too. It's like, <laughs> hasn't gone away since. Um, but uh, we became really good friends right away. We realized we had mutual connections uh, from the Army. Yeah. Um, and he and I always made jokes. Uh, we went to a different gym at the time. We, we always made jokes about opening up our own gym. Yeah. What we called it CrossFit Animal House. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, honestly, we had no idea what we were talking about. We didn't, like, we, we couldn't have done it ourselves. Right, right. You we said, both, yeah, young guys. Yeah, we were too young. We were too stupid. Yeah. We didn't understand how any of it worked. Right. Yeah. But we knew we wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then our friends, Abba and Nicole, uh, who, uh, one of them had been coaches at the gym we were going to, uh, we heard through the grapevine that he was thinking about opening up a gym, hmm. you know, um, I can actually remember where I was when I found out, uh, because about 15 minutes later I called him Yeah, and I was like, Hey man, like, I don't really understand what you're doing, but I want to be a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, it's like Shannon and I want to do this, yeah. but we also understand that we don't know how, we don't have any idea how to do this. Right. Um, so he's going to be like a mentor to her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was like, we, how do we, how do we, how do I get involved? And at the time I like offered money. Yeah. You know, I don't know what I was doing. I had no money, <laughs> but I was just trying, I was just trying to like make myself seem appealing, you know, like how can I get involved in this? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I, I don't need money. We're good. But if you guys want to coach, we'd love to have you. Yeah. So that was how we did it. And then we kind of started the first CrossFit Cape Coral over like a six month period, um, behind the scenes. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was, it was really cool. And then like, as as we were doing that, I, it was, became very apparent to me. Basically, from back in twenty thirteen at this point, I was like, "I love this. This yeah. is what I want to be doing." So twenty thirteen is when you guys started um, talking about like, yeah, like I'm sure I'm sure the process actually yeah. started before I was involved with it, but like that's when twenty thirteen was when it started. And we opened officially January twenty fourteen. Oh, so yeah, a little over eight years. A lot a lot has happened. Since yes, then. yes, it has. Yeah. Um. So. So now that you're coaching for ABBA and everything, uh, you decide uh, eventually a slot opens up for you and Shannon to buy the business. Mm -hmm. um, did, now, how old were you and Shannon at the time when you decided? Man, that's hard to remember. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like late 20s, I would imagine. Yeah, so I was like 24 probably when, when the gym started. Okay, well. All 23, right. 24. Damn, you guys were young. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon's a year older than me because yeah. he's, really, he's really old. Yeah, so, he's definitely um, old. You can see in yeah, his you eyes. Can see it. Yeah, you can see it. That stare. Uh, <laughs> So, but like when Abba and, I, Abba and Nicole and I had talked, it was, I had always wanted to become a part owner of the gym. Yeah. And the plan we had at the, at the time and definitely developed over time was like, when they were done, I was taking over. Like mm. It wasn't, it, there wasn't really a question about it. Right, you know? right. And that was something that the three of us had known, you know, going on at least 2014, 2015, you know, mm. like, um, so they decided understandably that, you know, they, they wanted to move on and try other things in life. Yeah. I was at a point where I definitely needed a new challenge. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and Shannon and I decided like, Hey, we're, we're ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. We were, we were really happy to do it. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really thankful for the time that Ab and Nicole were here and all the yeah. stuff they started. You know? Yeah. It sounds like they really kind of took you under their wing and kind of really showed you the ropes. Yeah. I mean, and they set a really good platform for us to build from, you know, yeah. like, um, I don't, 
I, there's no way to know this. I yeah. don't think I could have started any of this myself. Right, right. I, yeah. I, I'll be completely honest about that. I don't think I could have. Yeah, yeah, you would need some sort of direction. Yeah, obviously. right, right. Yeah. Um, so w- when when you're owning the gym, were you going to school at the same time, or did you have your college before you you started opening you know, started your gym ownership? Uh, so I graduated college in t- 2017. Okay. So the gym had been going for a while. Yeah. So there was a while where I was um, still in the army. Yeah. And I was pretending that I was out doing my recruiting duties, right. but I was actually at the gym coaching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, but, you're recruiting at the gym. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It wasn't successful, but I was saying I was. That was probably the last year I was in the army. Then I then I got out and went to college like the next day at GCU. Yeah, you didn't waste any time. Nope. Uh, yeah, right here. Oh, so uh, oh, right. Yeah, right here. Yeah, you're in Fort Myers, Florida um, Gulf Coast. Yeah. And then, so I was I was coaching at the gym. I was in classes. I was doing clinical work for my my. Uh, degree, yeah, and I was working at Joe's liquor store, <laughs> Joe uh, Frank, so I could pay rent. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that degree. So uh, yeah, you were going into um, uh, athletic training, athletic training. Yeah. So yeah, so which fits the bill for obviously owning yeah. your own gym. You yeah. want to have some sort of athletic training background. So. Yeah, and the, uh, athletic training is. Hopefully, I don't get too for saying this. It's basically physical therapy for athletes, yeah. right? So it's yeah. it's rehab and exercise yeah. principles for yeah. athletic individuals. Corrective movement. Yep, exactly. Like that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. So, what was getting your like? How how hard was it to get that degree? Like, was it was it walking apart for you? Did did you really have? No, it was hard? really hard. Yeah, it was really hard because I um, I had taken some college classes in the army that mm. I didn't take very seriously. Right. Uh, yeah, like online. Classes yeah, right. And I'd gotten C's because that's all you needed to pass. Yeah. And that really affected my GPA. Right. And this program only let in like 18 people per year, I think, and had like 100 plus applicants every year. Right. Um, if I remember correctly, I was the 18th person in based on GPA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, while we were in school, I had probably 20 hours a week in class, hmm. another 20, 25 hours a week in, in clinicals. Yeah. Well, in clinicals for that being like yeah. I was out working on the field or I was in physical therapy clinics. Right. Um, and then coaching also. Yeah. Uh, and then working at that liquor store. Hmm. Um, so school school sucked. It was hard. <laughs> yeah, you didn't exactly get to enjoy your school. Like no, no, I definitely college I didn't experience. get that college experience. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. That. No frat party. School, I mean, I'm sure maybe a couple, but uh, yeah. I mean, I, I met some really awesome people that I still keep in touch with. Yeah. Um, but aside from them, school sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I would not recommend it for most people. Yeah, it's like we're yeah. on the same page with a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Man, like, <laughs> That's why it take, it's taken me 30, 30 years to go to college. Having done it now, I feel I feel pretty confident saying like. You know, public education is a pretty big scam. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm so glad you feel that way as my employer because yeah, right. I really, I don't really want to finish up my degree. Yeah, so. no, you're, you're good, man. My no. degree in criminal justice really isn't going to carry over very well right now. <laughs> I mean, it, don't don't get me wrong; it definitely helped me, right? But yeah. I, uh, just having been in college, been around a lot of other people, I I feel like I can confidently say that it is a massive scam. Now. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So now, um, let's let's go back to the gym ownership. So now you and now you and Shannon are now gym owners. And where is the first gym that you guys are operating out of? So we were in this building. We were here. Oh, right here. The one we okay. call now Shark Bite Cape Coral. At the okay. time, it's called CrossFit Cape Coral. All right. Um, and it was it was funny, but there's a lot there's a lot of really funny things that happened right at the beginning. Like, yeah. for one, I had been trying to get Nicole and Abba to let me do more stuff as yeah. we were kind of like moving mentally and emotionally towards the transition time. You know. Right. Branching um, out into other departments, but just just know. like in the gym, just like yeah, I wanted more responsibility courses. in the gym. Yeah, you know, and they were they were doing they were doing a good job of, of letting me try those and teach me those. But like I definitely thought I did more than I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I yeah. thought I was doing a higher percentage of the work that needed oh, okay. to be done. <laughs> and then once they were no longer part of it, I was like, 
Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me payroll's got to be gone every two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Or, you know, just all, like so many, all so the, many little uh, things yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, the, so. the, all the unfun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why I didn't, uh, that's why I have zero urge to ever own a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because it's, I have all the fun of coaching. Yeah. And none of that hassle of gym ownership and uh, all that stuff I see you going through. <laughs> yeah, we, we had so many situations where we were like, oh, we have to do this? Yeah. I, I had no idea this. You have, to, you have to do what with the city? I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, insurance? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, it must have been a, a, a learning experience for me. Yeah, because neither of us have any business background. Right, right. You know? Yeah, you and Shannon are jumping out of planes. With yeah, them. right, right. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly carryover skills. Right, right. Yeah, and eventually, um, eventually, you you become the solo uh, operator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shannon um, is is uh, a mil- still a military guy. Yeah, he's guy. pursuing some military yeah, goals. He's so. pursuing some outside yeah. interests. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of our love, most loved athletes here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, so, all right. he's all right. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can say because I'm a civilian. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so obviously, um, you know, you have your mentor, Abba, and everything. But now that Abba's gone, and now it's you, just you running the show. Like, how do you come up with like all the like? First of all, how do you get your? Where do you get your drive from? Like, are you like just drinking caffeine from morning <laughs> till night? Because like I, I've come in contact with a lot of people that say, yeah, you know, I want to do this. And then I'm like, oh, cool. And then you never hear about it again, you know? But <laughs> yeah. when you're like, man, you know, like, a good example, the quarantine. Yeah. Uh, I remember you calling me up once, and uh, uh, maybe, you know, two weeks we're into quarantine. I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> and uh, I'm literally sitting in my driveway watching uh, lovebirds on the telephone pole <laughs> humping each other, because that's that's all I could do in quarantine. And I remember you calling me right then, and you're like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, I'll be honest with you, Nick. I'm kind of losing my mind. And you're like... How about we uh, fix up the gym? I'm like, cool. When? How about like right now? You want to run to Lowe's and pick up a shit ton of paint? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, you know what? Just the just the fact like you're like, all right, I want to do this. Or like, hey, uh, guys, I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, well, that's really neat, Nick. You know, but like I knew like you're gonna do it. And literally the next day, like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> like, where do you get this drive from? Like this drive, this. This planning and executing. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people plan, but a lot of people don't execute that plan. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really know. I, I, I don't know. I, um, I'm so dumb. I just really like doing things. You just you know? do it, man. Yeah, you just I, yeah. I, I remember one time uh, when we were building Crossway Cape Coral up into what eventually Sharkboy would be, Kelly told me one time, she was like, I, I just, ex- like, when you say things, I guess we're just doing them. Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't, like, assume it's not going to happen. Right, right. Yeah, like, I I, learned that early on. Yeah, I try to be really judicious with that, too, right? Like, people who are, like, pie-in-the-sky planners kind of frustrate me, you know? Yeah. So I try to, I I wouldn't, I'd love to say about a thousand on this, but I don't. I try not to talk about a thing publicly. When I say publicly, I mean, like, to you guys. Right, put it out in the universe. Yeah, Yeah. I try not to do that until I'm like, all right, I've, I've already weighed the, risks and benefit like right. is this a thing i want to do it's you know great, yeah <laughs> because if <laughs> if i just brought up every idea i had right, man, right. slack would never stop yeah on your phone i'm yeah. actually uh, developing that same sense with with it and i think you're you're the reason like i'll get this idea in my head but i'll wait a week yeah. before i put it out there you yeah know? and like in a week t- week's time you kind of know like 
Well, that is a really dumb idea. You know, I'm not going to do that. Or, hey, man, you know, this this has some traction. Let's kind of explore this, you know? So, like, kind of sitting on that idea a bit. You know what? I just realized that right now. But you know where I think I got that idea from? Mm. It was from tattoos. Mm. Right? I had a rule. Like, if I wanted a new tattoo, yeah. I had to want it six months later. Right. Right? Good call. And the yeah. only ones I don't like are the yeah. ones I didn't do that with. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, I try to do that with a plan. Like, I'll have, like, a running uh, document on my computer or my phone. And it'll have, like, a million ideas, you know? Yeah. And... Then two weeks later, I'll look back at it and I'll be like, well, that was stupid. Right. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't tell anyone about that one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and if, if I feel different, if I'm like, man, I, I'm still super passionate about this. I'm like, all right, now it's time to talk to Chris about this. Time yeah. to talk to Christy about this, to Josh, yeah. to someone who wants to dive into this. Right, know? right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it seems like a lot of the staff members do want to dive into it. Yeah. Like, we're all on board with it. Which we, you know what I think it is, is that most of us as human beings, we love the idea of a new challenge mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or a new project, whether, whether it succeeds or fails. Let's try it out, you know? I heard a really smart person say this one time. He said, uh, the highest level employees want highest level challenges. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody's compensated. Everybody, like, is motivated different ways, you know, yeah. whether that be, like, through financial compensation yeah. or um, intrinsic motivation or whatever. But yeah. I find the people who work best here, like mm-hmm. at Sharkbite, are like that. They want challenges. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, like, you want challenges. Katie yeah. wants challenges. People yeah. people want me to be like, hey, dude, like, <laughs> we're going to go build this house. Right. And, Rather than me saying, like, do everything this way, I'm like, yeah. this is how I want the house built. Let's yeah. find a way to do it. Exactly. Like, in quarantine, when, like, I'm like, where is he getting all these ideas from? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, all right, guys, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to pivot. Uh, one hour class is going to be half hour so we can get more people in safely. I'm like, good idea, Nick. I didn't think about that. And then, all right, guys, we're going to go virtual. I'm like, I have no idea what that's about, Nick, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, I can't promise you if I'm going to keep the same amount of people that we start with. <laughs> You did a great job, man. Thank we, you, man. A lot of the coaches did. Like, yeah, it was, it was I think everybody really really surprised me yeah. how well everybody did. And it, uh, another funny point in that quarantine is the videos that we have put out. Um, I remember, like, obviously, like, video of me with my uh, unicorn head on, uh, video of you working out in your underwear. Every day, man. <laughs> Every I, I, day. I protested pants for the quarantine. So. That was awesome. I wish I protested something no, in the no, quarantine. No, no pants. No pants. <laughs> no pants. I was, trying to, I was trying to get me undies to sponsor me. Yeah, yeah. They, they responded to a couple Instagram DMs, but they wouldn't say yes. <laughs> I tried so hard, dude. That was awesome. What did your, uh, what, your neighbors say about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got some. I got some weird looks. Did you? Yeah, because yeah. me and Steph were working out in our driveway, right. uh, and I we gave we gave out all of our equipment. Yeah. At at the time, both gyms here yeah. in Fort Myers. Yeah. So the only things I had were a I think a, a dumbbell, a wall mm-hmm. ball, an echo bike because I broke my toe. Yes. A I remember, doing a muscle up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I had a yoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I I manufactured into a place to do pull-ups yeah. and muscle-ups and it's not made for someone my big to do that right, right. as big as me to do that so we had just like this random crap out in the driveway all the time yeah and um our neighbors would sometimes come out and be like what the hell is going on <laughs> you see for sale signs around yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have this really nice older woman who lives next door to us yeah. and uh she would sit there and just stare at us and <laughs> I, I can't imagine what was going through her mind like, <laughs> right. you know, all the things she's seen in her life yeah. she's like joe carrie's age exactly. she's like yeah. what are these kids doing <laughs> she's just waiting to meet her jesus yeah. there, there's nick and stephanie out there nick's wearing skivvies <laughs> <laughs> doing handstand push-ups against a palm tree yeah so floridian yeah. yes, so yes. there's some cool videos in quarantine. yeah so all right so now fast forward a little bit so uh you went from crossfit cape coral mm-hmm. which is this is our sole location here yep 
Um, and then uh, you decide, hey, we're going to branch out and open up a new gym. And I remember the staff meeting that you had. <laughs> it was, hey, guys, good news. We're opening up a new gym in Fort Myers. And this was literally a month before quarantine, yeah. right? Yep. So you're like, hey, because we're uh, opening up in Fort Myers, we're going to change the name of our gym. It's going to be now sh under the brand of Shark Lake. Um, and, wow, what a huge gamble because then we ended up opening up Naples, too, uh -huh. all under the umbrella of Shark Lake. So let's talk about that decision process about how you decided, A, one gym's not enough for me, and two, the rebranding altogether. Um, okay, yeah, so, all right, so the the CrossFit Cape Coral, which we had been for a really long time, um, was very fun, and it was cool, and it was a lot of things to a lot of people, right? Yeah. But it was also not a lot of things, like, it, it didn't fit into a lot of the things we were trying to do, mm. right, you know, so... Some of those examples are like Sober Sunday, right? Yeah. Trying to work with people in, in recovery, yeah. uh, trying to work with uh, older populations, right? Mm. Offering nutrition coaching, yeah. like working with, uh, you know, new moms mm. in, our, in our diapers and dumbbells yeah, program. Diapers you know, like, we wanted to do a bunch of things that weren't quote unquote CrossFit, yeah. you know? And CrossFit has like a like a scary connotation to it. A little bit, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, there's, a, I remember in the beginning, it was most of it was a badge of honor mm -hmm. if you ripped your hands, mm -hmm. if you if your muscle contents exploded all of its contents into your bloodstream. That was a cool badge of honor called rhabdomyolysis. <laughs> uh, a whole litany of other things. Don't SELS on that one. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. CrossFit did have a definitely a negative connotation to it for a while. Yeah, and it you know it was really intimidating, man. Yeah. And like. And some gyms want to be that. And that's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's that's cool. Yeah. You know, when we have when we have people who come in here and they're looking for that, I have places I comfortably refer them to. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, yeah. We didn't want that. I didn't yeah. want that. N yeah. Like Nick, I didn't want to run a business that was that did that. Right. Like our yeah. mission at Shark Bite is to improve the the lives of people through yeah. fitness, nutrition, community, and camaraderie. Right. right. Yeah. So what that basically means is we're just trying to make people's lives better, and we yeah. just do it with like box jumps and nutrition coaching and. Yeah fun people to hang out with. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I felt like CrossFit, the mission of CrossFit did not match the mission of what I wanted anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we moved away from the name on purpose, mm. right? And that was that was two different decisions than opening up more gyms. Yeah. Know? We were always going to rebrand. Uh, yeah. It just took me a long time to feel confident enough to do it. Yeah. You know? You know, and I think, to, just to touch on that mission, I think as, as, as an observer here, I think... We're also focused on um, attracting the general population. Mm -hmm. So the gen whatever the general population is in Southwest Florida, that's who we want in our gym as our community. That's true. And you also have a much bigger emphasis on coaching mm -hmm. uh, instead of the, um, hey, let's take the 1% and send them to the games. Let's focus on keeping the general population in Southwest Florida happy, healthy, hungry for knowledge, uh, and build camaraderie uh, through mutual suffering. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so that like what I said before was the, the, the mission of Shark Bite, right? Yeah. But like my mission, like Nick's mission, yeah. mine is to create careers for people yeah. who want to do the thing that I got to do and I get to do, right? right. So like yeah. people who people who have a goal as altruistic as like helping other people, yeah. um, especially in the way we do, generally are not like properly compensated for it. Right. You know? Like, yeah. I, I like to think for a long time, uh, Jim Mears, you know, he's the only other person who's been a coach here uh, with me the whole time. He and I are working full-time jobs yeah. and then coming in, sometimes more than full-time jobs, and then coming in for three or four hours a day to coach yeah. 
because we love this and we love what we get to do for other people. Exactly, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You kind of you kind of find that in military mm-hmm. uh, first responders. They're not going to retire rich people, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, uh, you know, a, a gym owner is the same same way. Where you know we're trying to help people here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our ultimate goal. So, it, so part of my mission, though, right, was like to be able to create careers for people like you, yeah. you know, and people like Christy and Katie yeah. who like who who want to dedicate their lives exactly. to helping others, yeah. right? And because of that, I'm sure you can you can attest that I asked for a whole lot more than yeah. most gym owners do of their coaches, right? Well, that's the thing, and yeah. I remember um, when I when I first started here at, at the CrossFit Cape Coral back in the day, I had my I had I had I was coaching up north mm. on and off as a hobby, mm. uh, not a hobby, but as a part time gig after um, my police job obviously took president. Uh, and it was a hobby. It was, um, you know, you have a level one, you come in, you coach a class or two for a free membership, right? So when you when you mentioned the idea to me about coaching here, uh, I saw the operation that you're in here. And this was a professional operation. And I was a cop for 25 years. I, I know how to handle stress. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. <laughs> this is professional, right? So eventually we sit down and you're like, well, you want to coach for me? I'm like... I'm a little scared, Nick. And he's like, dude, I want you here for the next 10 years. And this is how we can do it. This is, you know, let's do it. And and you immediately uh, sent me to the level one to get recertified. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sent me to the level two uh, a year later. Um, and you just kind of really uh, instill that professional development. And so it's, but I remember my first few days, uh, you were on vacation. You got violently ill <laughs> on your day back. And I just graduated the L1 uh, class for the second time. And they're like Bailey's actually asking for help. Yeah. Because you're you could you're so sick you couldn't even answer your phone. Yeah, sure. And Bailey's like, we just need somebody to coach the afternoon uh, right away. And I'm like, well, you know, I, mean, I haven't been through the intern program. They're like, get in there. <laughs> so, uh, so I I vomited in the driveway and then I, I went to the gym <laughs> and uh, thirty people, including uh, Sass, uh, who showed up with a wig and oh, glasses God. on, oh, God. showed up that day. But I came back the next day. Uh, but that's what I want to uh, commend you on is that you do treat this as this is a professional organization. We're not here to play hee-haw with the fuck around game. <laughs> all right, we're here. Uh, we want we, we you demand the best from us. We demand the best from you, and it works out great. You know, dude, and I, like I love that, right? Yeah. Like, I, like I I love what I do every day. Yeah, like you were too. asking, like how do I how do I get that drive, dude? I work yeah. from. I work till one or two in the morning every day because like I love what I do. Right, right, yeah. I understand that some people don't feel that way about their jobs. Like that's not the case for me. And yeah, I, it's not the case for you. Right, right. It's not the case for a lot of people that work here. And I think a lot of that is because like we're driven by a, a purpose, and that purpose is to help others. Yeah. Right. And I I feel like my my number one responsibility is to ensure that I can make it so you guys can do that. Yeah. You know, provide you with proper training, provide you guys with proper compensation, provide yeah. you guys with the the confidence and the ability to do the things you want to do, set up scenarios in which you can be successful. Yeah, you know? and that's a yeah, and that's the thing is like yeah, this is like the first, um, well, you know, coaching job that I'm actually like a paid employee. You know, I'm expected to do a job, yeah. I'm expected to do that job well. Yeah, I was gonna say if you, you didn't know? say that part, I was gonna yeah. bring it up. Yeah, I'm expected you know, to do it well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of jobs you can come in, clock in, clock mm-hmm. out. This is not one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. you know, I'll be completely honest, man. Like you've seen it over the last year or two. We've had lots of yeah. coaches who can't. Cut it in that kind of yeah, situation. Absolutely. You know? And that's okay. It doesn't make them bad people. Yeah. It just means like we are a professional organization and absolutely. we expect our coaches to be professionals and yeah. we expect our members to expect that from us. Exactly. You know? And yeah, and and that's the thing is, you know, why 
you know, why do we why do we charge what we charge? Well, we charge what we charge because this is a coach focused facility. Right. You know, you're not going to come in here be and be lost not for one second. You're going to be coached up from the warm up to the skill to the workout of the day. And that's on purpose. And that's yeah. Per, yeah, yeah by design. Yeah. We, yep. If you, if you don't like that, man, there's gyms that cost 10 bucks a month. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, we all kind of sometimes moan and groan about the staff meetings, but the staff meetings are good. Yeah. Uh, they're helpful. What we do at the staff meetings is we pick up, you know, we, we pick a movement, we go over that movement, we coach up that movement, we find better ways to teach that mo movement to our athletes. Mm -hmm. We find better ways to make our athletes a little bit better every day. And that's uh, that's all because of you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, and then getting into that, now that we have this big organization here, how many staff members do you have on your belt? This is terrifying to say out loud. We have 21 employees. 21 employees. 21. Just to give you a little uh, 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 perspective, the department, the police department I retired from, uh, I, I started there, there was 45 members, right? I retired there, there was 45 members, right? We never grew, we never expanded, we never developed as a police department. It was a shitty place to work, right? It was so terrible. <laughs> and now I've been here for uh, almost two years, and I've the change I've seen in here in just the two years it makes my head spin. I can't keep track of everything that's going on anymore. Yeah, that <laughs> happens to me too, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have these organizations, you have all these employees, Talk to me about um, your general managers. We have, how many general managers do you have, man? You have... So we technically have four if we count athletic recovery services, okay. right? So yeah. um, we have uh, Josh runs athletic recovery services. Yes. Crystal runs Shark by Cape Coral. Right. Sue runs Shark by Fort Myers. Mm. And Layla runs Shark by Naples. Right. And then uh, with them, we have Katie, yeah. uh, who's our, our COO. COO. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... Um, safe to say that uh, coming from a military background where you're dealing with, you know, all men, obviously in a combat zone. Yeah. And now uh, it's actually the shoes on the other foot. Now um, almost all of your command staff is, is women. Uh, what's that like working with, with women now? Dude, it's different, man. Yeah. It, it took a long time. Mm. I, I don't want to say took like I like I won the game, like I'm finished with it, but it's taking a long time to, to adapt to that. Right, right. Because yeah. like... You come from a fraternal organization, yeah. but there were women. Yeah, like, I'm saying there were literally yeah. times where I didn't interact with a female person for yeah. over a year. Over you know? a year, yeah. Uh, I can't even wrap my head around that. At work, <laughs> never. Yeah, you know, so oh, like yeah. little things, just like the way, like verbiage that I would right. used to say. Yeah, I you, would never say. Yeah, that, you don't. You, know? you don't say the f word as much. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I, I have to. I had to learn not to curse as much, right. which is hard for me. Yeah. I had to learn to be less aggressive in the way I say things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not because like, not that, dude. If you've met any of our, oh kids, no, not one of them is soft. Absolutely, they're all they're all hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. I was the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, I, right. I yeah. just. You have to learn, like, oh, you don't talk to people like that exactly. in the real world. Yeah, you really can't talk to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think that was, I mean, I think that just makes us all better. As You know, I mean, like you said, even me, I came from a law enforcement background. We we had uh, one female officer, mm. you know, great cop. Uh, I thought the world of her. Um, but, yeah, it's a totally different, it's like a boys club. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you yep. know, locker room talk is yeah. common. Yep. You know, Absolutely, you, yeah. We, we say what we say. Mm -hmm. And obviously you can't handle that. You can't do that in a mixed company. Well, yeah, and you know what like, I've learned, too, is that it's not only that you can't do it, mm -hmm. but, like, organizations are better off when you don't. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. you'll, I hear this somewhat frequently, like, oh, I can't say that because, you know, so-and-so is around or whatever, right? right? 
I find like when we work in an organization where like we don't do that kind of stuff, yeah. people are much more trusting of each other. Yeah, I right? think so. Yeah. And I think when you trust the people you work with or, or work around or whatever verbiage you want to use for that, you're willing to do a lot more. Yeah. You know, like you, something as simple as this, right? Like when you trust the people you work for, or, or sorry, work with, you stay here after the 6.30 class to yeah. set up the gym for 5 a.m. 5 a.m., you know? yeah. You don't, you don't think, should I do this? You just right. do it. You just right? do it. It's yeah. the right thing to do. And you also know yeah. they're going to do it for me. Yeah. When you don't trust the people you work with, you don't cover for them. You right. Don't, you don't help them in ways you don't necessarily have to. Exactly. You, know? you do with the bare bones minimum. You yeah. You collect your paycheck and that's it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, uh, it's, it's the, we when we talk about our 21 employees, mm. the vast majority are women. Right? Yeah. You know what I found, man? Like, this might be on PC to say, mm. but like. Most guys suck as coaches. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I find that absolutely right, too. Yeah. Um, I'm just, you know, just dealing with uh, female coaches, A, they demonstrate a hell of a lot better. Like, yep. Lori is a, is a level one. And sometimes I want to bring her in to the, do the demonstration because mm -hmm. she's a better demonstrator than I am. Yeah, she's a better mover, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Women are able to communicate a little bit better. I yeah. think, you know, guys are like, pick that up and put it down. Yeah. You know, but women are like, hey, you know, this is, you know... Uh, Dude, you're right, right? And I think yeah. it might go back to what I was saying about the whole trust thing, right? Yeah. Like, too many guys, especially guys in their 20s and 30s, mm -hmm. are, they're not yet ready to be... Um, As emotionally developed. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, like, they're not ready to be empathetic. Yes, you know? and like, exactly. We've learned this, like, being a coach is far more empathy, Hell yeah. way less how many muscles do you have or how much do you power clean. Right, right. right. Like, exactly. The most, the most impressive athletes usually suck as coaches. Yeah. Know? And let's face it. Do we care about the, you know, the alpha athlete, whether, you know, whether it's a guy or girl, uh, if they hit a super heavy deadlift or that athlete that gets their first rope climb? Like, right. how ecstatic are we when we see somebody climb up a rope for the first time? You know? Literally, like, because yeah. what are we doing? We're improving their life yeah. through health, fitness, nutrition, exactly. camaraderie, community, right? Yeah. Like, you, that's so much, to me, that's so much better than chasing uh, a goal that is nearly impossible and provides really no value after you've achieved it exactly you know? yeah. and it, i found now that we have it's funny because there was a time where it was all guy coaches yeah and and one one woman yeah. um and man do i like our coaching staff more than <laughs> yeah, yeah. And i feel too. like our members just get a way better experience because yeah like chris i'll say this to you bro yeah. it's it's rare to find guys like you yeah. who are willing to be empathetic with oh, people like thank you. when you have a woman <laughs> crying because she doesn't understand yeah. why she's not being successful in the way she wants to be right. most dudes aren't like hey you know, name here. Right. I'd love to help you with that. How can I? Yeah. Exactly. Most are like, yeah, tough it up, stupid. Yeah, walk it off. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want that crap, man. Go somewhere else. No. And if you look at it, um, you know, the fact that we have you know, we have a lot of female coaches, but we also have a lot of female members. Totally. We have a lot of female yeah. athletes. Yeah. So it's good for them to see like a coach crystal up front in that class. Mm -hmm. You know, banging out handstand pushups. Absolutely. Po yeah, positive you know, reinforcement. See, exactly. See what, see what you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think that's I think it's phenomenal. I think it just makes the gym a whole better place. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know? and I'll tell you what, man. All all of them challenge me a lot. Yeah. Know? They they mm -hmm. challenge me to grow as a leader, to yeah. grow as a manager. Like, Absolutely. Not, you know, I don't know if I get that if I'm in a pack of dudes where we're all making dick jokes together. Exactly. So, I could totally yeah. see your point there, yeah. I think it was just, if it was just me, you, and Jim, I think we would probably be like light years behind where we are right now. 100% with that. Yeah. And 100%. that's not to say anything against me, you, and Jim. I think we're good coaches. I but agree. I, but I, right. but I agree with you. <laughs> um, all right. So, fast forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So, we mentioned that Abba was a, a good mentor to mm -hmm. you. Do you have any other mentors that you like that, that you want to give a shout out to that kind of shaped your development here? Yeah. I mean, I definitely had some guys in the Army. Yeah. Um, a guy named Patrick Ireland. Mm -hmm. He was uh, he's a boss of mine for a little bit. 
I literally don't know if he has social media anymore, so I don't know if I'll ever see this, but he was awesome. He was, yeah. he was uh, one of the guys who taught me, um, I just just now having this realization, maybe he was one of the guys who taught me to like act on something I want to act on rather than just thinking about it, you know? Yeah. He's a, he a great leader. Um, Adam Farmer, who's another guy in the same time I was in the Army. Uh, Joe Branicki, he was one of my first bosses. He was a friend of mine who became my boss, and uh, he taught me a lot about giving a shit about the people under you. Right. Yeah. yeah, he was a really interesting dude. He's very, very callous individual, I would yeah. say. Um, but he, he cared aggressively for the people under him. You yeah, know? that's nice. Um, yeah. So you know, he might be real mean to you. Yeah. You know, but he's also like stopping bullets from hitting you. Exactly. Yeah. He may be mean to you, but at least you get to go home at the end of the day. Yeah, right? and like it was. <laughs> I, I, I'm also kind of just now realizing I probably picked up a lot of that from him. You yeah. Know? Um, I got some guys I work with right now, Jeff and Josh. They're both Army guys. Uh, they're, they're mentors in my two-ring group. Nice. Um, so are you talking about um, uh, Josh? Uh, Josh Price. Josh Price, okay. Yeah, Josh Price yeah. and Jeff Smith. Um, yeah. They're both great dudes. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm in a networking group with a lot of other really successful gym owners that nice. are really, really cool to learn from. Yeah. You know. Um, so it, like, kind of reinforces that you can't just sit back. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and I would be I would be remiss if I didn't say Jim. You know, yeah. Years. Yeah. Jim's been my friend for many many years, yeah. and um, he may work for me or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely a mentor of mine. Yeah, he's just a go-to guy for knowledge. Jim, Jim is Jim. <laughs> Jim over the years has been one of those people that I I'll filter yeah. my reactions through. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like for example, if Jim doesn't like someone. Yeah. I, I shouldn't like them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I I know that that's a clear. If we have a coach and Jim is like, hey man, this isn't working out. Yeah. I know that like okay. Gotcha. This guy's yeah. not gonna work out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good guy to kind of have a, a feel of sense for. Because yeah, we, Jim, Jim knows people. He, he he has a good sense of people. Yeah. If we have, if we have a super toxic member. Yeah. You know, uh, Jim feels he needs to say something about it. I'm like, oh. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know, luckily we you know we've had a phenomenal community. Yeah, we have. You know, especially crap. since the since coming back from quarantine. Yes. Uh, oh man. And I think that's kind of what helped us was the fact that um, a. Uh, the coaches were on top of our members during quarantine, mm -hmm. keeping them engaged, keeping them with the virtual training. Um, but we also were blessed with the, the best people in Southwest Florida to, to work out here. Yeah. You know, yeah, our, yeah. I like to describe our, our members as hungry, happy, um, and humble. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. They're, they're hungry for knowledge, they're happy people, and they're humble. You don't see anybody bragging to, you know. I mean, you know, guys Play, like playfully, 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 yeah, yeah, playfully yeah. obviously. I mean, a good way, a good way to, to describe it is like, you know, you, me, and Cintron. Yeah. Like, yeah. we might talk smack to each other right. when, when we beat the other one. Yeah. But I'm like just as happy for you or him when you Absolutely. guys beat me. Absolutely. Know? Same here. When yeah. I see you do butterfly muscle ups, I'm like, look at this guy. Like, How awesome is that, right? Yeah. Or, you know, that one time that you beat me in Diane, I think we were three. Uh, I think I'm uh, that's, why I didn't do, that's why I didn't do the workout today, Chris. All right. So, um, uh, and now let's get into like the whole loyalty business. So obviously, uh, I've I, I, I've I've been working in a police department for 25 years. I come here and I now understand what loyalty means <laughs> from a boss. You know, like I've had bosses that uh, that cared about their own career, right? Um, you know, you're obviously the owner here, uh, but you're loyal to all not only to your community here, but you're loyal to your staff members. I remember. Um, as busy as you are, uh, I had to sell my house. I, I was kind of rushed for time. I needed some time to, to get stuff squared away. 
and you immediately jumped up and you're like, I, I got you covered, whatever you need. And I'm like, how is that even possible? How is it? Because like, you're always running around, right? You know? But that's the thing that, that we love about you is your undying loyalty, right? So let's, I don't even know if I should go into it. But, uh, <laughs> all right, let's, <laughs> but like, how do you feel, how do you feel like if, do you feel like members should have a sense of loyalty or do you feel that members are due paying members and they don't, they don't owe us anything, but we owe them like, what are your, what's your thoughts on that? Is yeah. it like a two way street or not that, so much? That, that's a great question. And yeah. if, you, if you asked me this three years ago, I'm just picking a random time. Yeah. I would probably have a different answer. Yeah. Right. I've, I don't think they, you know, I love our members, yeah. right? Like a lot of them personally, like in real life, yeah. like really do care about them. They become family. Yeah, right. Literally. Yeah. You can't spend this much time around people and, and have this many emotional connections to them and not have that be real. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, man. I don't think they owe us anything. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I tend to agree. Like I, I feel the same way. Like I, I, you know, obviously we love our members and it, you know, every time, like, even if somebody gets like, you know, contracts COVID, like obviously there's a deep concern for that individual member. But yeah, uh, I feel like it's up to us. We can do, uh, we can coach a hundred great classes and we could just coach one bad class and lose 10 members, right? I mean, it just works that way. Yeah. It just, it can happen that way. It, it can. So like, <laughs> that's, they don't owe us anything. Right. That's, and that's like an important thing to understand, right? Yeah. Like when, when we were more of like a clubhouse style gym, right? you know, uh, in the early years, it would, it would be, be like a very emotional thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, somebody um, left, there'd be some drama. Yeah, right. And you would feel like, oh, like, how could they do this to me? And, right. Like, the coaches would feel that way, and I would feel that way. Yeah. Um, but now, man, it's just like, dude, we, we just want to give people the best fucking thing we can. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, we want to make their lives better, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, and I know, and honestly, everybody here knows, if you walk in these doors, we're going to make your life better. Absolutely. Like, my friend's got a great yeah. quote. It's like, uh, this place will change you if you let it, you know? Yeah, that's, that like, is a great quote. We... Yeah. If you if you come in here, we are going to give you 145% at yeah. all times. We're going to make your day better. We're going to do everything we can to make your life yeah. better. Make it their best through hour what of the we day. do here, you yeah. know. Um and if if you don't you don't want that anymore, that's okay. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like a lot of my best friends don't come to the gym anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. And that kind of goes into now the segueing into um, when I first started here, I was I finally went in that back office when I first got hired here. Scary office. <laughs> by, by the way, really scary place. <laughs> but uh, I saw this on the wall. It's CrossFit Cape Coral Family Values, right? Uh, core values here. Um, and I never saw this in my 25 years as a police officer. You would think in a police department <laughs> there would be some sort of core values. We had a mission statement. Couldn't tell you what the hell it was. Couldn't tell you what it was. But the fact that we have core values, the fact is we're a family. The class comes first. Team is greater than the individual. Constant pursuit of excellence. Be the example and growth mindset. These are things that come out of, this came, this came from you. And I'm like, this is the organization I want to belong to. Something that has core values. You know, you want to talk about the core values a little bit? Yeah. So this sounds like super corporate. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing mm -hmm. to most people, but like, when you don't have like a mission or a vision or values, it's really hard to to make decisions and move forward in the way you want to move, right? Yeah. When we lay these things out, we can make really easy decisions. Right. You know, we can say, um, you know, something as simple as the class comes first, right? Yeah. You know, I really like to do muscle ups, mm. right? That's a thing I enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, let's say the workout today is Diane, mm. right? Diane is handstand push ups and deadlifts. And deadlifts, yeah. 
I want to do muscle ups and snatches. Yeah. Right. I have a key. <laughs> yeah. I have three gyms. Yeah. I can go all over the place. <laughs> go wherever you want to do. Uh, yeah. But I want to work out at nine thirty. But yeah. I don't want to do Diane. Right. You know? Should I work out in the corner and do my muscle ups and snatches? Yeah. And take up space from your nine thirty class. Yeah. Like the answer is no because that doesn't fit our core values. Right. right? right. But you've been in CrossFit gyms. Yeah. You've seen that. Yeah, right? exactly. We yeah. used to have that here. There's always like the alpha athlete yeah. in the corner yeah. of the room do it, thinking they're getting ready for the games. Yeah. Right? So like it's a very, <laughs> very, 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 very easy decision now. Yeah. Should I do that? Nope. Because nope. it doesn't match our values. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And you don't know that until you know what your values are. Yeah. You know? And like um, constant pursuit of excellence, right? Yeah. I don't want coaches on our team who don't want to get better. Exactly. I don't want staff members on our team who don't want to get better. I don't yeah. want to be on the team if I don't want to get better. Right. You know? Yeah. If a coach says, yeah, I don't really want to do that level two training, Nick, then that should be a red flag. hundred percent, like, bro. Yeah. Like someone doesn't want to come to a staff meeting and get better. Like yeah. I, they're at eight o'clock at night, dude. I get yeah. it. We're tired. Right. You know? Like, right. Hey. But if you, you know, don't want to get better. Yeah. It's one time a month. Bro. Right. I, <laughs> like I, okay. So you asked about like that fire I have, right? Yeah. I feed off you guys. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm working with a bunch of people who are not motivated to get better and do cool things, right. I'll lose my fire. And I yeah. don't want that. Same here. You I know? think that I think that's just natural. To, right. Yeah. So you make you make those those core values to be the example one, right? Yeah. Do you drop kettlebells after you're done? Right, never. No, right? Yeah. Because you're the example, man. Yeah. Like it's really easy to to live those values once you've made ones that align with what you want. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So it was really important to me. We did this probably four ish years ago, three and a half, four years ago, and we've updated it a couple times. But man, did they make my life easier yeah. as, a, as a business owner? And yeah. did they make make it easier to see what coaches fit here yeah. and which members will be happy here? Yeah. Um, because we just want to. I mean, like, if you can't get on board with that, yeah, I don't really want you here, bro. Yeah. You probably don't fit in. Exactly. Like, yeah. And the fact is, like, not only do you, did you post that up there and then leave it there, but we 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 live by this. Yeah. Like, we have an internship program for coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, just because somebody gets their level one doesn't mean okay, you can coach tomorrow. Yeah. You know, no, you're gonna you're gonna have to earn that. You're gonna have to do a little internship. You're gonna you're gonna um, be critiqued by a coach. You're gonna get some feedback. You might not like the feedback, but it is what it is. We want we want the best coaches here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got a couple people going through it right now, and I'll yeah. tell you what, man, that internship program hmm. never fails, dude. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't do well during the internship program. Yeah. Isn't going to be a good coach. No, they're going to wash out. Yeah, yeah, they're going to either either a we're going to wash them out, or b they're going to come to that realization real quick on their own. Yep. Um, so uh, we talked about you know who inspires you and everything. Um, let's talk about how the hell do you not lose your shit in public? <laughs> um, listen, we've known each other for almost two years, and. Uh, you know, you're my employer, you're also my good friend, and you're like a brother to me. And we've had some intense <laughs> <laughs> conversations, too. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to thank you for not punching me in the face. Okay? <laughs> this is my moneymaker. <laughs> but how do you keep your cool, man? It's so funny, dude, because yeah. if you if anyone listens to this podcast and knew me four years ago, they'd be like, who the fuck are you talking about? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard. But, like... Uh, man, I don't know a great way to answer that. The, I try, I, I try to, okay. I used to be really bad at reacting really fast, mm. right? You know, I've probably sent some very mean texts very quickly <laughs> as responses to people or yeah. said things to people very quickly in response to something they said to me that I should right. have done. Right. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. And I had to kind of start to decide like, and this is over time. I, I made this a really, I made this a really key part of my professional development for about a straight year. Mm. Right. And then I tried to continue to practice it is communicating with others, right? Yeah. Because I could just say, 
why doesn't everybody just do what the fuck I want all the time? Right. You know? But that doesn't get me to the end result I want. Yeah. You know? Like, the people around me, I'm, I'm blessed. I feel weird to say the word blessed, but I'm blessed in that the people around me are all really good people. Mm. You know? Part of that is because of some of the standards we've made. You yeah. Know, so the real, the not good ones go away. Yeah. Um, another one is because you guys are just good people. <laughs> Thank you, know? you, man. Thank you. Um, so I try to think like, for example, let's say you say something that pisses me off, right? Yeah. I have to kind of go through an evaluatory period and be like, okay, first off, do I think Chris is trying to piss me off? Right. You know, like, do, or, or do I think he has like negative intent here? Yeah. You know, and ninety nine and a half percent of the time, yeah. the answer is no. <laughs> right. You know, like, generally. <laughs> people are not trying to be hurtful or yeah. trying to be bad or trying to be... So it's like, okay, cool. What do they really want? Yeah. Why are they saying that? How, how can we get to the core of, of what they're trying to achieve, right? Mm. Um, so when you approach, like, situations like that, it, in my opinion, for me, at least, I can't say this will work for anybody else, it helps me not react emotionally yeah. to things that I really want to act re- right. <laughs> react emotionally yeah. to, you know? Um, and another one, too, man, is like, People will text you things they wouldn't say in real life. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you know? we get that all the time. Yeah, don't we? yeah, yeah. People people will, will act a lot more aggressive or hurtful. Yeah. When there is the protection of technology. Exactly. Than they would face to face or even on the phone. Yeah. You know? Um, so something I had to learn was lots of times uh, it's way better for me to be like, let's talk in person. Yeah. You know, Good and, call. and not react in the way I want yeah. to. You and know? the other thing with that too is. Even if they were going to say it to your face, uh, even though they did it on text, even if they're going to say it to your face, if you say, let's talk about this in person, there's going to be a little bit of a cooling off period. 100%. You know, yeah. And then everybody's kind of kind of readjust, re- like uh, kind of reset, reset a little bit. Yeah, we, we had a situation a couple of years ago where we had a bunch of people, we made some changes in the gym and a bunch of people uh, chose to go do other things instead. Yeah. Um, but rather than them just go do other things, they decided to like make sure I knew about it as often as possible. Yeah, like throw a grenade in the room as they yeah, left. Yeah, like lots and... of lot, at the time, lots of people had my my cell phone number, and they yeah. would send me very rude and hurtful things mm. over a many many month long period. You know, um, and I made the mistake, especially at the beginning of that, of responding to some of those. Right. You know, uh, and I said really dumb shit I shouldn't have said, mm. and you know, well, you, you learn. You're right? also a young man. At the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I learned. Okay, like that cooling cooling off period you said. Mm. If I can wait a day to answer some of these, yeah. I'm much more rational. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah. I'm a, I give a much more rational answer. I give a much more uh, emotion-free answer. I get, I can help. I can try to get to the root of what they, what the person wants or needs yeah. for me. You know. And that's the thing. Maybe I shouldn't have said, "How come you don't lose your shit? How do you stay so composed?" I think is the real question there. And that was the thing you you nailed it. Is that you kind of sit back a little bit, think about think about it. And then come up because like there's been plenty of times where you could have literally ripped my head off and, and <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> well I mean dude, we're we're we are we are a bunch of passionate people. Like yeah. if you're if you're on this staff, you're a passionate person. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And the core, our, our end goals are the same. Well that that's the important part, right? Yeah. That's fam, let's back it up. Mission, mm. vision, values, right? Like mm. we all align. Yeah. We we want the same end goal, right? Right. We might sometimes disagree on how to get to the end goal. Right. But when we when we have that trust that we talked about, we understand, and I'm not talking about you, I man, I'm talking about the people on our team. When we have the trust that we all believe in the same end goal, yeah. you know, as your boss, I can say, okay, I think we should do what you think. Yeah. You know, or I can say, I don't think we should, but this is why. Yeah. Right. And like if we trust each other, then we feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. If we don't trust each other, then it's like that guy's a jerk. He doesn't right. he doesn't value my opinion or yeah. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do what I want to do, or what he does is stupid. Right. You know, like we, 
a big part of that composure you're talking about is me kind of going through that like evaluatory process of like is this person aligned with me long term yeah do they want to do the same thing i want to do right. do they want to get to the same place i want to get yeah are they trying to piss me off right, yeah. right. are they just here trying to yeah turn the screw a little yeah but it's a, it's a practice right it's like yeah. by no means does that happen naturally i used to say a lot of heinous shit back to people when they would say things to me that i should have yeah. said right yeah yeah no and I, I i'm guilty of it too and i think um you know i think that just come kind of comes in time too so like obviously you, you've owned a, you've owned uh shark bite and crossfit cape coral for many years so you probably went through this same routine many times mm -hmm. of that whole process so now you're an expert at keeping your cool I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say an expert, but right. I'm, I'm way Pretty better good. than I used to be, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, also, the, the other thing I wanted to point out, too, um, I think it's great that, you know, you're you're 33 now, um, and that we have older coaches and we younger coaches. And I see it as one of the older coaches. I really appreciate seeing young coaches like Bailey, uh, you know, V, mm. um, Val. And he, yeah, Val, uh, you know, uh, all those, all those young coaches because they bring such an interesting perspective mm -hmm. you know so i may be thinking one way jim may be thinking one way but then these coaches are thinking another and it really just kind of makes it work you know what i mean yeah the uh some a couple people have heard me say in the past that i'm never hiring anyone in their 20s again yeah you know? <laughs> yeah. uh and i heard i've heard many people probably closer to your age say oh, oh this young generation yeah, they don't young books. they don't want to work yeah. and like that's not true no that's not true it's not true i'm part of that young generation yeah. i work my yeah, you're the one of the hardest honestly you're the hardest working person i've ever met in my life what it is is that <laughs> i think especially with like the newer generation uh they're they're more purpose driven than they are yeah. like financial reward driven you right. know so what i what i think we have is a lot of people who are used to hiring people of a certain age hmm. are used to incentivizing those people with with things like salary yeah or benefits or whatever you know and people of my generation and below have grown up with like they don't care about that that much <laughs> you know, like i'm not a financially motivated yeah. person yeah exactly yeah. if you get me a million dollars or a thousand dollars yeah if it doesn't help me do the things i want to do that doesn't actually matter anymore or less yeah than, you know exactly like is my life gonna be that much better if i have a million dollars i mean i'm still gonna want to i'm still gonna want to do something yeah, with my life right, right? like <laughs> the, so the cool thing is like having like you said older coaches and younger coaches yeah. is finding ways to motivate them yeah motivate you guys to do the things you want to be doing to provide the best service for our members yeah. and to be like super fulfilled in your job you exactly know? yeah for sure and uh, just to touch on because i know we're probably running we, we got time we're good. we got okay <laughs> yeah. good um so uh, a couple things uh so you kept your your you're able to keep your composure pretty darn good um what is there like a phobia you want to talk about uh <laughs> like a fear that uh if not no big deal i don't know i don't know if i want to say it because yeah. you guys will fuck with me somehow <laughs> <laughs> no maybe not a phobia that me and mike could jump on <laughs> but like is there like a fear in the back of your head that kind of maybe keeps you up at night sometimes um i i don't know i i'm not like i'm not like scared of spiders oh, yeah. like, <laughs> no like like when obviously when the shutdown came last year yeah you were probably you were probably obviously scared that this could be a long-term thing you could lose your business and you'd have to start over again stuff. yeah you remember i was planning for this to be like four or five months not, yeah not a month and a half. yeah and and you 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 planned for it great i mean you had you you had different stages set up mm -hmm. for every contingency but there still had to be a little bit of fear in the back of your head right yeah i mean i guess like if you're laughing like what my fears are my fears are that i don't get to do something that i feel like matters yeah know? and i get to 
I'm really, really lucky that I get to do something that matters all the time. Yeah, you know? So great, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get to test that fear at all. Right, right. That's know? awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, everybody loves to know, like, what kind of books you know you're reading and podcasts. So, like, what are you, what are you currently reading and listening to these days? Uh, my favorite book of all time is World War Z. All right, I'm gonna write that one down for my first. World War Z. It's a it's an oral history of the zombie apocalypse. All right, man, all right. that sounds like super lame. That sounds like wow. super like nerdy. You have my uh, you have my complete attention with that. <laughs> I, I've read that book probably nine times yeah. in my life, and uh, I I always read it at a different stage of my life. Yeah, like I'm a different person every time I read it, and I get such a different perspective. Uh, so like I recommend it to everybody. I'll definitely check it out then. Post COVID yeah. and post the world's reaction to COVID. Yeah, uh, it's gonna have a whole new meaning. Yeah. Um, the, the book that I think every single person alive should read or listen to is called uh, Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, the whole book talks about why we don't understand each other. Oh, you know? cool. And it dives into, you know, I don't know if this is going to look upset, it dives into some really kind of upsetting topics in it. But, like, yeah. uh, I think the entire human population would be better if they read that book. I'll definitely check yeah. it out then. Yeah. Um, never going. Then I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to a whole lot of music, so yeah. you've heard, you've seen this. When you come in and I'm working out by myself, I have yeah. like a podcast going, oh, yeah. not a or a book or something. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Donald Miller's Story Brand. I like huh. uh, there's some cool fitness ones. Like I think Jason Khalifa has some cool podcasts. Yeah, I like uh, the business of fitness. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, I listen to a lot of basketball stuff. I'm a major basketball fan. That's like yeah, Miami when I, here. Right? When I want to turn my brain off a little bit, I listen to like Zach Lowe or Bill Simmons talking yeah. about basketball stuff. Um, I'm always looking for a new podcasts though. Yeah, I. Uh, well, I kind of, I'm almost kind of getting into the uh, the Joe Rogan experience a little bit. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. You could fall down that hole for a while. You could. Yeah. They, he has a lot of interesting characters yeah. on there. Uh, yeah. I, um, uh, uh, not to, not to, uh, well, anyway. So this one, <laughs> this one podcast was about sleep. They had a sleep expert on. And they said that daylight savings time, that one hour change, will increase your risk of heart attack by like 60% or something. What an outdated thing we're still dealing with. Right? So that's why I like the Joe Rogan experience. There's a lot of interesting uh, guests that he has on the show there. Yeah. Um, what, uh, well, so, uh, so that might be a good one for you to check out, too. That okay. Um, also, uh, Jocko Willink, can't go wrong mm-hmm. if you, if you want a good, uh, you know, want to get kicked in the ass and, yeah. and shit like that. Uh, you know, make you feel bad for yourself if you didn't do like you know a hundred burpees today. <laughs> yeah, listen to Jocko Willink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The uh, I think uh, I think um, let's talk about uh, okay. Before we get into this, as a coach, you've seen a lot. We've seen a lot uh, recently. What what what's like the craziest thing that you've seen happen in the gym in the, <laughs> over the last you know? Over your career, <laughs> man. When you said that, everything just blended together. Like eight, yeah. eight years just blended together. In the second <laughs> when you said that, right. um, I mean, the craziest thing was probably that freaking loser running over a flagpole last year. Yes, I yeah. was actually I was uh, running yeah. with the rest of the class that day. <laughs> yeah, the four o'clock class is out running. Yeah, and some loser comes out of this mechanic shop and wants to peel out in front of the girls. Yeah, and press the press the women over. Yeah, that. and ends up crashing into our flagpole and then doing a hit and run and leaving. Yeah. Yeah, totally taken off. Yeah, ripped off the quarter panel of his car and still took off. <laughs> one of the one of the I guess probably one of the more emotional times was uh, Hurricane Irma. Yeah, right. We were shutting down the gym. We had gotten all the most of the most of the expensive stuff out of it, and we'd mm. taken it to houses. Mm. Um, we 
we're pretty aware that this building is not the most solid thing in the world, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and with what Hurricane Irma was being portrayed as at the time, we were like, we'll probably never see this gym again. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like, wow. Given the, given the, the outside wall a kiss on the way out. And yeah, I was like, yeah. best of luck, guys. We'll, we'll see you in a couple days. Hopefully. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. If I was here, I'd probably hunker down here. Ah, uh, this is not the building. I'm, <laughs> I'm the facility manager. I'm going down. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that had to be pretty terrifying. I, I, uh, I, I hope I never get to experience a Florida hurricane, but I know that that's not, I'm not gonna get that lucky. And you know what? Like the real answer to that is, dude. There's been so many cool things that have happened here. I yeah. honestly can't bring them all together because, yeah. like, the things that are most exciting to me aren't probably all that exciting to other people. Yeah. You know, like, uh, watching like a Friday Night Lights. Right, right. Having having fifty yeah. or sixty people in here. That whole experience, this uh, the just, open was amazing. Just a bunch of people who are not, you know, wouldn't identify themselves as like pr- professional athletes. Yeah, doing like really cool shit they thought right. they could never do. You yeah. know, like you just see like you see all these people having a great time. You know, mutually suffering but still having a great time. Yeah, having mimosas on a Friday night. Yeah, uh, yeah. breakfast. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, these and these are normal people that go to work every day. They're family people, you know. But here, you know, that we can get to be like our true unicorn. Yeah, so, yeah. You know right? it's, where else can you be as weird as we are? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. You can be as weird as you like. Um, so, what? Uh, give us a glimpse of what is the future of Shark Bite. <laughs> <laughs> I was on another podcast this week, and somebody tried to get me to talk about that too. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, dude, you know this, man. Yeah. We're always growing. We are. We're, we're always growing. Yeah, uh, 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 a rolling stone gathers no moss. Right. We we <laughs> I we're never gonna not be growing. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's the reality of it. Growing yeah. outwards or growing inwards. Yeah. We will always be growing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm ready to talk about the next thing right. yet. But <laughs> at least at least not on camera. All but, right. That's all right. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's not like a hazy answer. It's the truth. Yeah. So. No, I I totally get it. There's a lot of things we keep close to the yeah, best until yeah. it's time. And um, why should people choose Shark Bite over you know? There's a there's plenty. There's Cape Coral's a, a big place, uh-huh. or Fort Myers or Naples even. Why why should people choose us? Because trying to get like healthy and happy shouldn't be so damn complicated. Yeah, you know, more miserable for that matter. Right. You know, it, sh- <laughs> it shouldn't be it shouldn't be so hard. Right. Yeah. And like. We want to ju- we want to help people do that. Yeah. We, we want to help alleviate the confusion and the stress and the fear and anxiety that comes from making changes like that. Yeah. And we just want to make people's lives better. Yeah. Like that's all we do. Yeah. yeah. We we do it through power planes and box jumps, but it. like all we're doing is making people's lives better. Yeah. That's it, man. And you know what I love? I, and you know, I think eventually once this pandemic unravels and we have a chance to study it, I think studies are going to show conclusively that living an active, healthy lifestyle. Is going to give us a little bit of an edge yeah. against these these illnesses, without a doubt. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, anything else you want to bring up, Nick, before uh, we close it out? No, uh, big shout to uh, to you, to uh, Katie, and to Steph uh, for surprising you. me with this. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I didn't know we were going to be doing this. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was cool, man. Yeah, uh, I, I know I can speak for 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 Katie and Stephanie and the rest of us. Uh, we all love you, man. Thanks, bro. We do. We think the world of you. Uh, you know, you're not just my employer, you're, you're a brother to me. And, uh, you know, if I ever deserve a punch in the face, go ahead and do it. I'm not going <laughs> to hold it against you. Just try not to break anything. All right? uh, you know, obviously, uh, you're a big part. Uh, you know, you're, you are shark bite, you know. So without you, you know, we'd like to think that, uh, you know, I'd like to think that I can keep doing this for the rest of my 
functional life. <laughs> you know? I hope so, man. I love it here. And I love what you built here, man. Thanks, so bro. happy birthday, brother. Thank you. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.